Hello, I'm Eric Chabro, Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined by Howard Schmidt, White House Cybersecurity Coordinator and Special Assistant to President Obama. Thanks, Howard. Hi, Eric. It's good to be here. Legislation is before Congress. The President has his own proposals to reform the Federal Information Security Management Act. There's still some question whether legislation is going to pass. Is it really needed? Because aren't you really doing a lot of what the uh, legislation says? And that's correct. And that's when we look at uh, two parts of this. The, the proposed legislation that the president put forward was, what are the things that we really need Congress to do to help us with some of these things? Some of them, as you know, are very clear. You know, enhancement penalties for cyber criminals, authorities for DHS to hire and be more competitive in the private with the private sector folks, the ability to share information with private sector and vice versa. But there's the part and component that we've been doing via memo, we believe since FISMA was a piece of legislation, we would like to have codified in law the changes to FISMA relative to continuous monitoring, and more importantly, DHS's role as the body that treats the .gov environment as a single enterprise as opposed to 26 plus 100 plus uh, smaller organizations. Okay, let's, let's follow through on that point. Don't the CISOs know best how to secure their organizations. Yeah, and it's not a matter of that they don't because we have really, really well-talented CIOs and CISOs out there across the .gov environment. But what happens is they're starting from different places. For example, when we sent the memo to talk about continuous monitoring, moving away from an environment where you're just creating reports to be compliant while it's still insecure. So the idea is we can be more secure, which makes us FISMA compliant. Some agencies were well down the path of doing that uh, and had pretty good processes in place. Others were just because of prioritization the way their organization looked at it. This harmonizes that. This gives a framework by using what we call cyberstat sessions with the departments and agencies, the experts over there, sitting down with DHS and sort of walking through the presidential priorities, tick the continuous monitoring and the uh, uh, use of strong authentication, be able to sit there and then actually track that. For those that need some help, we may we do shared resources to make sure that they have some uh, capabilities to move forward quickly. That's the real benefit that we get from this. You mentioned TIC, the Trust Internet Connection. The Trust Internet Connection, uh, which, yes. which is sort of monitoring, uh, close, narrowing the number of uh, links between the Internet and the government, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And, and uh, something that those of us have been doing this for a long time fully recognize, we've said many times, complexity is the enemy of security. So at one point when you have literally, and companies were in the same boat for a number of years, you have literally thousands and thousands and thousands of connections between your business units, your employees, and the internet. Uh, it's difficult to do intrusion detection, intrusion prevention. Uh, it's difficult to do malware blocking at an enterprise level. And that's the idea of TIC, is to collapse it down to a more manageable number, the DHS will be out there as the service provider, if you would, for the rest of the departments and agencies so they can actually focus on what their business needs are and not so much building infrastructure that, that's sort of shared by everyone. Do you have any uh, metrics to show the success of tech? We have some coming up. As a matter of fact, the Office of Management and Budget, OMB, has recently put together these uh, uh, cybersecurity goals and we'll be posting those on the internet in those three areas, continuous monitoring, use of strong authentication, or the, the HSPD-12 is what we call it, and also the, the TIC deployment. You also mentioned intrusion protection, and uh, I think of Einstein, and various modes of Einstein. Einstein 3, I guess, is, is, is to actually prevent? That's correct. And where do we stand with Einstein 3? Yeah, and, and, and so Einstein 2 is pretty well down the road, and that's intrusion detection. The intrusion prevention of Einstein 3 is the next stage, which is why we're looking to consolidate this with DHS, once again, to have a common platform so we can do intrusion prevention. And that's the secret to it. I mean, as governments, as businesses, as citizens, we've always done a good job about recovery 
And in this case, we're trying to be more pre preventative. Okay. One, one more thing. Cybersecurity reform legislation before Congress it seems to be widespread support for it, but there is a certain area that, that there's some partisanship being shown, which is over regulation. And the way I look at the president's proposal and the Senate bill, it seems that that is a compromise. In other words, the government's not regulating. They're asking business to identify how they would enforce uh, security, and it would be then the role of government to make sure they do that. If that's a compromise, they're still having a tough time in Congress. Uh, how do you get around that? Yeah, I don't know it would be a compromise, nor do I uh, see it as being a partisan issue other, other than people believe truly there's different ways to address the same problem. And that's the part that we're very thankful that Congress is working both bipartisan and bicameral on, on solving this issue. Our proposal, when you look at what people refer to as a regulation component, we want to make sure that in the narrow piece of critical core critical infrastructure, that there's some level of assurance that we can tell the citizens that companies that provide your water, electricity, uh, transportation system are doing the agreed upon industry international standards to do best, best practice in cybersecurity. If they are, there's no problem. The idea is having this, this group put together with Homeland Security uh, and under the, the leadership of the Secretary of Homeland Security to identify what is core critical infrastructure. Once that's identified, in some cases it may be a business unit, in some cases it may be a specific service, to agree on that. Once that's agreed on, to identify what's being done. And I'll give you an example. If a company who is agreed upon has been identified, a business unit as core critical infrastructure says, yeah, we're doing all these things, but access to the, uh, a digital control device that lets water out of a, of a facility for electricity generation, you can just log in with the user ID and password. I think we know that there's better ways to do it using strong authentication and encryption. They come back and the government says, yeah, our, your industry peers as well as government experts say, you should be using strong authentication and encryption. They go, okay, you're right, we'll do that and we'll start down the path. That's a good thing. But there's also the possibility somebody says, we don't believe the risk is there. We don't think it's something we want to change our business process. We're going to go with it. It's not a matter of going around and now the, the government comes in, but it says, okay, you decide that you don't want to do that. So me as a government, do I want to do business with somebody that's not going to do the basic security things? You as a corporation owner, or do you want to do business with someone that does you know, the right thing when it comes to cybersecurity, or are you going to go with somebody that does? So that's sort of the impetus of this thing, and that's the part we have, we've really got to reconcile. This is not asking people to do what they shouldn't already be doing just as a core business process. You tend to be an optimist, at least from my previous conversations yes. with you. Are you optimistic about this? I am, and, and here's why. Uh, because people fully recognize that there are threats out there. We have vulnerabilities. While we work to reduce the threats through some of the great uh, activities that the law enforcement community is doing, arresting some of the criminals out there, we can't just say, okay, the threat, we're going to mitigate that, but not take care of the vulnerabilities. Congress recognizes it, the administration, the executive branch, private sector recognizes it, and it's a matter of, uh, and I've said for a long time, while we may not agree on everything, let's agree on the things we do agree on and move that forward. Thank you, Howard. It's my pleasure. Thank you.